It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, golf expert, got Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. You guys could always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, another Tuesday, another golf podcast this week. We head to Torrey Pine Swim. We'll be in La Jolla, California. Guys, this is a Wednesday to Saturday tournament, so make sure you guys get your priorities in order for this week. Last year's winner of this event was Luke List. He returns this year to repeat as champion with 75-1 to 1 odds this year. Favorite, that's going to be John Rahm. No surprise there. But his odds right now, plus 350 to win there, Uncle Dave. Um, I don't know what you make of that, Uncle Dave. Plus 350. I can't tell you the last time I've seen somebody open up as a tournament favorite with these type of odds. Do you got any comments or anything on that? Uh, well, I can't remember uh, because my memory isn't that good, but I did read uh, somewhere that uh, when Tiger was in his, uh, I don't know if you say prime or, I mean, when he was when he was winning everything, he actually did open up minus 110 against the field. Uh, and, and much like Ron did last week, Tiger did win that tournament. So, you know, I, you know, Rob is, is who he is. I guess they haven't put him in Tiger status uh, for his last seven or eight tournaments that he's just gone crazy. But, yeah, Tiger was minus 110. Um, you know, what do you think about Ron being plus 350, plus 400? I mean, I think it's absolutely crazy, but is it warranted? Um, I think you could make the case yes. I mean, he's absolutely destroyed this course. And look at his, like, last six tournaments that he's had here. His worst finish was 26, and then everything else was, like, top 10. So I'm, I'm not surprised it's high or let's just say low, but, you know, plus 350 is just insane. You know what I think, Uncle Dave? If you look at actually all the majors right now, Rory McIlroy's favored to win every major. John Rahm's not. And as we talked about in past podcasts, sometimes when these majors come, let's just say like PGA Championship, right now there's probably not a lot of people really betting that. So if you're really looking to go ahead and maybe go ahead and, and get some value on Rom, because if he wins this one and he wins another one, maybe another one, you know, before all these major starts coming up, people are going to start betting him, especially closer to the tournament. And then you're going to lose all the value. Like there's some John Rom 12 to ones, 14, 13 to ones. So maybe now is actually the time to go ahead and start buying him up. But it's a little surprising to me, you know, that Roy McIlroy right now is favored to win every tournament and John Rom hasn't poked his his nose in there yet but you know a, a, a plus 350 i mean they're telling you like this guy's probably going to be there he's going to win and his past results you know i've shown that that this dude is is no joke here you know at this course but you know we'll go ahead we'll try to give you guys some guys that we think can uh, take him down and, and we'll see uh we do have some tea time so that's a good thing for uncle dave and i uh you guys know how we do this uncle dave and i will go ahead we'll cover our first round leaders make and miss the cut head-to-heads top 40s through top fives and of course uncle dave and i will go ahead we'll give out our winners let's do a quick recap of last week uh n- nothing really to write home about we hit some we lost some uh, no big tickets so we'll just chalk it up as you know up a couple units down a couple units uh no big deal for uncle dave and i last week but we're gonna go ahead we're gonna try to make you guys some bucks this week uncle dave i'm gonna let you kick it off first here with first round leaders who are you looking at well i looked at a lot of guys since we have tea times but uh, most books 
don't have that up. You know, they're, they're going to play three rounds on the south course, one on the north course, and the, the north course is 500 yards shorter and usually plays two to three throw, two to three strokes less. Um, you know, with with anyone uh, that doesn't play well Thursday on the north course, they're generally going to play themselves out of it. Um, you know, the south course is a little bit more of a bomber's course with with very narrow fairways. But you know, I think um, since they do start on different courses. A lot of books don't have lines, but if your book does offer uh, both of them, or if your book combines them, which I haven't found one that does, then I think you want to hammer the guys that start on the north course because I would be willing to bet that the first-round leader comes from the north course. I mean, it is that much easier. But I think it only has like 28 sand traps, and it's pretty open. So um, you'll, you'll see some low scores on the north course. Um, if your book separates them, well, then – and so be it. If they have them together, um, they're likely going to have uh, guys that start on the north course put up there at the top with the better odds, and, and that's for a good reason. Well, I was looking, and, and I'm, I'm like, all right, well, let me go ahead and find first-round leaders that I like, and hopefully they'll post something. You know, last week we saw they had three separate first-round leaders because they played on three separate courses. So maybe they have the tee times up, Uncle Dave. Maybe they just haven't decided, you know, which guys are going to play on which course yet. So I went ahead and, and I cut my guys out and I said, okay, here's here's the guys that I'm actually looking at. And it was all pretty much based off of, you know, early tee time since we had those. I don't know what course they're going to be on or if they're leaving posties. So let me just go ahead and give you guys a couple that I have slotted out right now. And if, if I can get, you know, some decent odds or something like that, then maybe I'll go ahead and make a wager on these. Uh, Matthew Naismith, I'll go ahead. I'll put him down as a first-round leader. Uh, you know, he, he's been nothing really to write home about, but this guy fired a couple of 68s here, and it always seems like this is a guy that always hangs around first-round leaders and has busted up some of my you know first-round leader tickets in the past. So I'll go ahead. I'll kick him in there. Um, I don't know how to say this guy's name there, Uncle Dave. Hank, Hank Labodia? Is that how you say it? Oh, Hammer and Hank. FSU boy. All right, Hammer and Hank, we'll go ahead and uh, I'll kick him in there. I like that nickname there, Uncle Dave. He's another guy that always seems, you know, to probably go ahead and, and hang around the top of leaderboard on day one. I'm guessing he's probably going to be somewhere in the area of 70, maybe maybe 100 to 1 if you're lucky. And the last guy, uh, and, and these are all early tea time guys too, and I'll go ahead, I'll take Doug Gim. Uh, he fired a 63 here. He actually finished second here uh, in the first round, and he only got beat by – as we were just talking about John Rahm, surprisingly, uh, by one stroke. So I'm going to go ahead, you know, we'll throw down a couple pizza bets if we can find these. So I'll give you guys those three, Naismith, Hammer and Hank, and Doug Gim. Those will be our, our first-round leader recommendations. And obviously you guys know Uncle Dave and I are on Twitter. So if we see this stuff come out, we'll go ahead. We'll probably go ahead and put some stuff out for you guys there. Uh, with that out of the way, let's go ahead. Let's jump over to Make and Miss the Cut. Uncle Dave, I have one here. Not sure if you got one making Mr. Cut. What are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't find any that I really liked. Um, you know, it's it's tough. Um, so I actually passed on those this week. I mean, I'd, I'd love to be able to, to sound really smart and win one of those at 70 to 1. But, you know, I just can't. And, uh, you know, as again, they don't have the whole field up as they will uh, as we move forward. But right now they've only got, you know, most of the guys. You know, I looked at. You know, and we talk about this every week. Ron was minus 5,000 to make the cut. Um, most books have him plus 1,200 to miss the cut. I mean, that's 
that's just ridiculous. It should be should be plus four thousand or somewhere in that range at least. But you know, there's there's zero value for me on those um, top guys right now anyway. And I couldn't find any. And the the guys in the the guys that I actually uh, have on my card or that I do like to do well this week were the only ones that were on that list. So I said, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to find the uh, needle in the haystack here so i'll ride with you what do you got all right well you know we always talk about let's make sure that you guys have multiple books because it's going to help you out especially with pricing and i'll talk about a couple guys here that have really good odds at one book and and not so great odds at other book but i went ahead and this is like you know it's it's state specific you know if you guys have bet rivers so uh, i know that they have it in pennsylvania you know they have one in indiana i'm not sure about the other states but it looked like their make and miss the cut menu was actually half decent. And the one that I found, the one that I like, is going to be Sahith Nagala to go ahead and miss the cut at plus 165. Look, I know this guy's been good, but I'm playing against him here because of the course experience. He's only been here one time, and he did finish 25th, and that's not bad at all. But Thagala, he played the Century and the American Express, and it seems like he's tailing off a little bit, 33rd and then 54th. So not exactly great if you look at the cut lines for those tournaments. And as I mentioned, there's not a whole lot to choose from, but this actually wasn't that bad, and that was at Bet River. So plus 165, I'll do that pretty much any day of the week versus land. You know, minus 200, 500, 1,000. Uh, I'm not trying to do that. So so I think that that actually might not be that bad of a wager. So I'll go ahead. I'll take Sahith Thagala to go ahead and miss the cut at plus 165. Let's jump into our head-to-heads. Uncle Dave, I'll go ahead. I'll kick this one off first. I have one here. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take S.H. Kim over Ben on at minus 145. I found this one on Ben Online. I was doing this late last night, and then all of a sudden, early this morning, all these matchups came out. But you can find this one particularly on Ben Online. This is strictly keeping it out of the rough play for me. Ben on the guy's just terrible, absolutely off the tee. Uh, he cannot keep it in the fairway. And Kim, he's actually solid. Ben on, he will probably hit, I'm going to say, probably half the fairways that S.H. Kim will. If you guys have been watching the weather, uh, California has gotten a ton of rain. They're breaking records. Uh, it's been raining out there for like the last four weeks. I think the cuts in the rough are going to be extremely thick. And I think that in order for you to even contend here, make the cut, or even you know be anywhere near the top 40, you're going to have to keep it in the middle all four days. Ben on, not a bad golfer. But you got to keep it in the middle, and I just don't think he can. I think S.H. Kim will. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play S.H. Kim over Ben on at minus 145. As I said, that is on Ben Online. Uncle Dave, head-to-heads, what are you looking at? I like uh, – oh, yeah, there it is. Harris English plus 110 over Adam Hadwin. Now, I know Adam Hadwin – I had him on my card last week. He's done uh, pretty well uh, uh, last couple of tournaments. But English is, like, super familiar with this course. He's played it well almost every time uh, he's played it, so I like him at plus 110. Um, Keegan Bradley, uh, he's quietly worked his way up to 25th in the world golf rankings, and he is minus 130 over Alex Smalley, and I bet those two. And, uh, you know, again, you know, they don't put up uh, a full field of head-to-heads, and most of the guys that I, that I looked at, that, uh, guys that I like to do well, that are either playing each other or or way overpriced. So those are the two I found that I'm willing to put my own money on. 
And that's one of the reasons why I was kind of led to believe that they didn't know which guys were playing on which courses because they didn't have first round leaders. They didn't have the matchups and then the matchups started to come out. So I'm leading myself to believe here that that the first round leaders will eventually come out because more people are more interested in betting matchups than they are first round leaders. So there's some head to heads for you guys. Let's jump into some top 40s through top fives. Uncle Dave, I struggled with this one last night and again this morning. I couldn't find any top 40. So let me give you guys a couple top 20s here. Let me give you my first one. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Jason Day top 20 at plus 105. Four out of his last five trips here. Jason Day has landed inside the top 20. He did struggle a little bit last year, as many of you guys know, not on this particular course, but he struggled throughout the year. But I like what his game looks like right now. I think it's in the right place. And as Uncle Dave has often mentioned, with some of these guys who have chronic back problems, you want to probably go ahead and look at playing them earlier on in the season before things start to get a little bit ugly, before they start to wear down. So Jason Day here has been very good. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to use him top 20 plus 105. That's what I got for one of my top 20s there, Uncle Dave. As I said, no top 40s. I do have a nationality prop they want to give out, but Uncle Dave, I'll let you kick off some of your top 40s through top fives. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of them, so... Uh... Uh, and we'll get to Jason Day later. I think you, I think you hacked my my computer and read my notes. But uh, let's talk about John Rahm. I mean, if you want a four to one or a three and a half to one, you know there it is. But I feel better taking him at top five at plus one fifteen. I mean, four to one is just too short. It's justified. But you know, as we mentioned earlier, he's had seven top tens and and seven starts and six top fives, four wins. But uh, there's an alternative here that I would perhaps uh, find. Uh, you can find uh, him to lead after round one and win at 20 to one. Uh, so that would be one way to maybe find some value on Rom. Uh, that uh, Maverick Top Gun McNeely, top 20 plus 140. He's got the skill set to win this tournament, uh, but he hasn't won yet on tour, and I'm hard pressed to bet him, even at 35 to one. You know, this. This tournament is, is like a major to a lot of guys, being that not only is it a story course, but uh, it, it, it's very long, and it's actually hosted a U.S. Open. Um, I have to take Willie Z. Um, I'm not sure 16-1 to 1 is enough uh, for his talent to win, uh, but winning isn't out of the question. On uh, on this course, the only only the par fives uh, have an average score to par under par, uh, and he's the leader on tour in par five scoring, so I took him top five at plus 360 great price there um kurt katayama um top 40 if you can't find a top 40s top 20 i love his game and he, he's very good to excellent in almost every stat except putting uh, and he hasn't won on tour but he does have three international wins i do like him to do well uh ricky top 20 at plus 300 morikawa top 10 plus 180 um you know perhaps the next most important stat on this course is long approach shots and the leader from 175 to 200 yards is Colin Marikawa. Uh, a surprise sixth is Ricky and he's been in good form. So I'm going to use him um, off the grid here a little bit. Uh, ben Taylor, top 20 plus 400. I mean, all he's done this year is he finds himself 11th in shots gained total. I mean, how often do you get that guy at 151, 150 to one to win the tournament? So, you know, there's your $100 flyer to win fifteen grand. Uh, he blew up last Saturday and missed the cut, uh, but he was T4 in Hawaii at the Sony Open, and he's had four 
T25s or better in seven starts. Um, and two other guys I got to plug in somewhere. I just don't know where, um, whether it's a head-to-head or, you know, maybe even to win, who knows. But I expect Sanjay M and Taylor Montgomery to do well. So I'm going to use them somewhere. Just don't know where yet. All right. Well, there you guys go. There's a ton of picks to place there from Uncle Dave. But, you know, he was limited with some of his earlier stuff. So you guys will get some good picks there. Let me go ahead and give you a top 20 here, Uncle Dave. Austin Smotherman, plus 750. Now, this is a guy who is not well-known. He played here once uh, for the Farmers, and he finished T11. He is from Loomis, California, so maybe he's played here a little bit here at Torrey Pines, but he actually does live in in Texas, so I guess maybe it takes a little bit of that Cali shine away from the handicap. I looked at his stats, not bad. Finishes, not bad. Maybe it's just a course that he knows, or maybe it's a course that actually just suits his game. I can only imagine that a guy who finished T11 his first trip here will probably have some confidence. So, you know, plus 750, why not? I'll go ahead. I'll throw a pizza bet on that one. And as we said, no top 40. So what I did find is I found a nationality prop that I like. Now, this one is on FanDuel. Jason Day, top Australian at plus 115. On DraftKings, it's minus 135. So that's 50 cents of value. That's a lot of value, guys. Anytime that I can find a wager where I can get 50 cents of value, especially when it's, you know, it's not like this wide open field, it's very limited. I'm more than likely probably going to do that like 95 times out of 100 if my handicap falls in line. The only guy I think that Jason Day has to contend with here is Cam Davis. I didn't like what he looked like in the last tournament. The other three Australians, probably not too much of a factor. Uh, You got Baddeley, you got Percy, and you have Endicott. So in my opinion, it's a two-horse race. Again, this is on FanDuel. Jason Day plus 115 on DraftKings. He's minus 135. So I'll give you that nationality prop. Jason Day plus 115 on FanDuel to be the top Australian. With that all out of the way, uh, Uncle Dave, let's jump into our winners. I'm sure you're going to have a handful here. Uh, I actually have three. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start this one out because I do not want you to go ahead and steal my pick. And I have a strong feeling that you're going to end up having two of my three. So I'm not going to give you the opportunity to take them both. But I'm going to play Harris English at 90-1. to 1. A lot of starts here. A lot of good finishes. Almost one here. Finished second. Had two top 15 finishes. He's got the game. And we talked about the rough. English is a very good scrambler. He's top 50 for sure. And as we talked about with Rom being plus 350 to win, I think it opens up the door for some of the better golfers in the world to have some really good odds. So I'm going to go ahead, Uncle Dave. I'm going to steal one of your winners here. I'm going to take Harris English at 90 to 1 to go ahead and win this thing. What do you got? Well, you stole one of my head to heads. Um, but, you know, uh, one of the things I am going to look at doing is, you know, I want to go back to the North course. I mean, that can, that can make or break guys, especially if they, they play that one early. Um, and aside from Rom, uh, guys that have done well on that course is uh, Tony Finau, Bo Hostler, and. Harris English. I mean, that's one reason why Fino's only 12 to 1, and, and Jason Day is only 25 to 1 um, of all the guys I've got. I think the best value is English at 80 to 1, but I didn't take him. I did take Jason Day, uh, Sleepy's back guy. Um, right after I bet him, he went from 25 to 1 to 22 to 1, so we're moving lines again. Uh, he's won here twice, as Sleepy said. Last week was his first uh, 2023 tournament, so as Sleepy said, we're not too worried about his back. Uh, and he's 15th in, in shots gained total. I'm, a, I'm also probably going to put him in 
top 10 at plus 230. Now, Sleepy, I know you're holding him back, um, so I don't really want to go here. Uh, Max Homa, he's only 22 to 1, but he's the 16th in the world golf rankings. Now he's got five tour wins under his belt. 21st shots gained tee to green. Doesn't lose strokes anywhere. Uh, in his last seven events, he's only finished less than the top 20 once. Now he's a 23rd. Uh, he was third at the TOC, and he's taken two weeks off. So I think he should be full go. So I'm going to bet him to win, and I'm going to bet him top 10 at plus 225. Now, what do you got? All right, here's the other one that I thought that you would have, but you didn't mention his name. Uh, I'm going to go out and play Justin Rose, 55-1. to 1. I know you looked at him, Uncle Dave, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to use him here to win. Look, I know Rose is, is kind of getting past his prime, but his prime actually might be Torrey Pines. This dude finishes here. He puts together solid rounds every time he's at this course. He has a lot of top 10 finishes. Maybe, you know, with a little luck and a hot putter, you know, he can end up making a lot of noise. And at 55 to 1, uh, I figure why not? So I'll go ahead. I'll use Justin Rose. I'll use Harris English. But here's the bomber. This is the one everybody's looking for. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Sebastian Munoz at 120 to 1. Look, I want a guy that can keep it in the middle. And I want a guy who can scramble if if he needs to. And, and I think that there might be opportunities here for a lot of these guys to go and have to end up having to scramble. And just going back to Justin Rose, very good scrambler. Sebastian Munoz is like a top 50 scrambler as well. So, look, I was looking for a top 40 ticket on him because I thought he would get a good plus price. And then when I saw his odds to win and I looked at this guy's stats, I'm like, you know what? This guy's been here. Let me just go ahead and throw him in there. He's the one bomb that I'll give you guys. So, if you can keep it in the middle and end up scrambling quite well, I like my chances at 120 to 1. So, um, those are my three guys there, Uncle Dave Rose, English, Sebastian Munoz. Not sure if you got anything else to cap off the podcast. Anything else? Yeah, you, I did look at Justin Rose. You're right. I had him at 110 to win last week, uh, but uh, and he started out pretty well. I was I was like, oh, this could be very cool, but uh, he did fade a little bit. Um, so uh, you know, I'm not totally against him winning. And for our podcast purposes and our our touting reasons, uh, if I lose every bet and you win, Justin Rose, I'll be super happy. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Hopefully we end up cashing some some big tickets this week. Haven't hit any yet in the first two podcasts, but again, you know, it's all about the it's about the long game in golf because we got a long season ahead of us. Uncle Dave, I'm looking forward to uh I'm looking forward to the Phoenix, the waste management. I don't know how you're feeling about that, but you know, we got the NFL gonna be wrapping up here soon. We'll have our, our two Super Bowl teams wrapping up, but I've I've actually been kind of I don't know, just anticipating that that entire you know, tournament. I'm not sure how you're feeling about that one, but that's kind of where we always kick off our podcasts. But you know, we start a little bit early, but I'm excited for that one. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, you know, the, the, the waste management Phoenix Open is always like super crazy. I mean, it's almost like a license to party and, and yell at players out there. But this year, the Super Bowl is there as well. So it's only going to be worse. So I am looking forward to watching that. Um, in as much as I was looking forward to watching teams I liked in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch for sure. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. So we'll see how we end up making a – see how we end up making out for this one. Hopefully we end up, uh, you know, getting getting some units racked up, you know, for that one because that's always a fun one. But you guys know where to find Uncle Dave and I on Twitter at SleepyG underscore pregame at Dave underscore S. So you guys could always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web. 
pregame.com. With that said, Uncle Dave and I, we'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games.